Hey everyone, welcome back to The Drop In. It's Tanya here. And I'm Agatha. And today we're going to be talking about what it really takes to be in business and entrepreneurship. So let's drop in. So Agatha and I are both business owners, both entrepreneurs, and we felt it really poignant to have a discussion of, yeah, the unseen side of entrepreneurship or the behind the scenes um, of, you know, what we do and all the stuff we put out in the world. And I think if you are an entrepreneur or business owner, a lot of this will resonate. And if you're not, this could be a really cool, like inside look behind the scenes, look into what it really takes. Yeah. To, yeah. to be in this I think work. I said, it's like a fly on the wall um, mm. into our everyday. Um, and also just, I think for me, it's like this, opportunity to see beyond you know the fabrications of what you might see on social media or you know beyond the finished product as well um there are so many stages to being in business and in creation and in offering um and there are some parts that are obviously juicy and wonderful which can be like the thing that you see at the end but then there can be other parts that are a little less glamorous <laughs> yeah the unsexy um, side the shadow so you will yeah, yeah for sure um so I think we just want to talk about that you know shine a light on it and yeah just share the reality of our everyday and maybe this just helps you feel like you're not alone as well mm. um I know that that's part of you know, especially if you're running your business on your own, which both Tanya and I are, um, it can sometimes feel a little overwhelming. So hopefully we're just those like very godmothers in your ear telling you it's okay. A hundred percent. And it's, you know, as with anything, only half of the picture or half of the side of the coin is made visible. And the other half is always, you know, just happening in the background behind closed doors. And um, yeah, it's just a nice to know that, we're doing it alongside people and you're not the only one doing it and having, and I think as well, it's about just knowing that the struggles that we go through, the things that feel hard, the things that feel challenging, um, you might feel echoing from us into you and back and forth in just a, Oh, yeah. we're, we're all part of the same journey, you know? Totally. And I think this, um, kind of topic sprung just from, you know, just us brainstorming a little bit on what we wanted to chat about, what was dropping in for us. And I think the word, the disappointment that exists within business came in for me. And that might sound a little dire and um, not exciting, but I think there is um, a disappointment that inevitably comes up in business, no matter what part of the journey you're on. Um, for me, I felt a lot of disappointment when certain offerings that I put out into the world don't land, um, when I don't get the numbers, and I often begin to question my own worth behind that, um, even though I know that what I have to give is of great value, um, it just doesn't get the eyeballs, and that is a reality of having a business that yeah, you, you do need the people to show up for you as well. Um, and I think it's taken me a while, but um, in the most recent offering that kind of 
quote unquote flopped. Um, I didn't feel as attacked anymore. I didn't feel as attacked on my worth. And I think it's taken maybe five or six of those flops to kind of get to this point um, to just be like, okay, that's not what people want right now and just move on, pick up and know that the next idea will be brighter, shinier for, you know, people and meeting them where they're at. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely taken me a, a long while to get there. Yeah, and it's um, just noticing if something doesn't, I don't know, perform the way we hope it to where we can ultimately when we put these things out, like these offerings for us, these programs that we put out there really come from the heart and come from this sense of desire of wanting to put something out for whatever reason. And the sometimes the worst thing is for it to just not be able to run it. Like the the, the desire is I just want to be able to run this. And then when you can't, it just feels like disappoint. There's this disappointment because you're like, I just really wanted to offer that into the world. Or I really think this was really meaningful or helpful or useful, or it would have just fulfilled me and then served others at the same time. And to not be, have that opportunity to run the thing is a big part of this disappointment process, as well as all the stories that come along with it. And I think when something doesn't, when we can't run the thing for whatever reason that we have gone and, you know, marketed and sold our soul out on into the world to you guys, like with all the devotion that we can, um, it's like, what am I making this mean about me? And it's like, it can just, we can, yeah, quote unquote, it can flop and we can choose to cancel it. Or it's like, cool, that's not going to run. And then I love how you said, it's like, you've gotten to this point where it, you you were able to just move past it without too much kind of like self-attack like information come like stories coming in and that takes a long time because what we make it mean about us the mind and override kind of the dialogue and kind of navigating our way out of that and tangling untangling our way out of those stories takes a lot of um inner work a lot of sitting in stillness, a lot of self-reflection and a lot of also just like personal navigation as well. And I've had two offerings at the, toward the latter part of this year that I have not been able to run. And the first one I grieved massively for because it just, it struck a chord and I really had to go through that emotional process of grieving this offering. Like it had I brought it to life. This idea had come through from, you know, my truth, my knowing or the desire above, whatever you want to, however ideas you believe ideas come to us. And I'd, you know, put my energy and devotion and my time and my money into serving this thing and bringing it out into the world. And then I had to cancel it because I didn't get the numbers and I lost money and I had to let people down. And I, um, yeah, it just, that one I really took really personally and not personally, I didn't take it personally, but I really had to grieve the process. And it's interesting to notice that when those emotions there, we really have to honor them and give them them the time that they are asking for to be tended to. It's like where, if we just suppress it, like it's only going to come up the next time. And because I really gave that emotion and that that grieving process, the time it needed and let that emotion move through my body the way I needed it to. When I then had to um, pull the plug on the next offering because it just wasn't getting the traction that it needed to be a sustainable offering for me to continue um, putting it out in the world, I was fine. 
I was actually like, fine. I was like, because I had made a really clear decision with myself. I'd had a conversation with myself and I was like, I'm going to give this a go and I'm going to go with this. And I know the risk and I know what's the opposite of risk, the potential for it to succeed or flourish. Um, And I'm happy with either way, because to me, the greater failure would be to not give it a fucking go, to not run the thing, to not try you know, because ultimately all my desires could be fulfilled in going for this thing and putting it out there. Or, and if it doesn't catch hold this time, maybe next time it will. Maybe it wasn't the right time. Maybe the right eyeballs didn't fall on it. Whatever the reason, I think we can look around for excuses and reasons why something didn't work um, a little too much sometimes. And Absolutely. yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, we can, yeah. Even, and so, like, yeah, we that, can construct like this meaning that ends up kind of snowballing itself rather than like honoring you know the idea and almost like bowing in reverence to that version of yourself that took Mm. a chance yes totally Um, and it's just interesting to wrap that point up the first time it happened I grieved it the second time I was so much more well resourced that I had my back because I was like I'm I've been through this before here we go again and I'm in such a more resilient um and just like embodied place to, to manage this because I was really clear with myself of which way it could go. And I was happy to go either way with it. I was happy to run its course, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely felt that recently when I had to, I guess, pull the plug, so to speak on my latest offering, um, you know, likewise, it didn't get the, the numbers I, I needed to run it. Um, and, I was just so proud of it because I knew I had given it all I had um, and I knew it was a beautiful idea. And I know that if um, I present it to the world in a few months time again, it might have a different reaction. Um, And yeah, I, I just didn't feel like angry with myself or disappointed or any of those emotions that I had attached previously because I knew that my worth wasn't wrapped up in that. And I think sometimes, at least for myself, I wrap a lot of my, or I had wrapped a lot of my worth in my work, um, which is, I think, a very normal thing for a lot of people. I think most um, business or entrepreneurs will do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but now I'm finding that my worth exists beyond that. Um, my worth exists still within my work, but in like a different energetic level like my worth exists by being there for community or you know um just little things that I've kind of gifted myself as my own you know standards of what this thing is for for me and for others um and of course like this is all you know good and well but we all need to like make money eventually to kind of support ourselves and have a fair exchange and whatnot but there are other ways as well I've learned that can support me in that way and it doesn't all have to be through this one avenue and so there's been a bit of a mind shift for me at least in the worth that I carry through these offerings and I think that has been really crucial for me um, in order to just be like oh this doesn't actually mean anything about me or my ideas or my creativity or 
my ability to actually run this thing. It just means that it's not for right now. That's and it. That's okay. Yeah, and it's literally <laughs> as simple as that. And I um I was in a nine month coaching mastermind this year, and the my coach inside she always was like, okay, that's happened. What are you making it mean about you? What are you making it mean about you? And it's like, that is always coming back to that sense of self-worth and self-identity. And um, yeah, the more we start to notice how we do that, the more we can kind of move through it to the other side of like, okay, that's just a thing that's happened. Like at the end of the day, it's no big deal. And I think what, um, why we wanted to speak about this as well is that, we don't see often that people have to cancel things, that people have to pull the plug on things, that people, that things have flopped, that things haven't gone the way that people have hoped. Um, and we're just shining a light on like that happens. Yeah, that happens all the time. And sometimes that happens with big investments. Like the last retreat that I had to pull the plug on, that was a lot of money I put down and took a gamble. But I was like, I'm willing to take the gamble on my own desire, on my own fulfillment. Yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, and yeah, and I mean, I've had a lot of things that similarly I've spent, you know, invested in, and they don't, I guess, eventuate in the way that I would have hoped or you know imagined. But I took that chance, and as I think we were saying this before, like taking the chance is better than not having just kind of sitting in the what if I did that and not knowing um and it's obviously a very privileged position to be kind of you know spending money but we are also making these decisions um and kind of sacrificing other things in our life in order to build our businesses like we're not um we don't have you know thousands and millions of dollars just sitting in the bank at least i don't um, no, but that is the dream <laughs> working towards yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah i think like it is important to know that you know this is the priority that we've chosen as our principal money spending thing and our investment um because the desire feels too big not to do it. Yeah. And it is, it's that investment. It's investing in ourself, investing in our path, our purpose in literally what excites us the most. And to be working in a way where I'm not following my excitement and I'm not following my desire feels like a inviting death in way before I want to, you know, like, it's just like, we've got this one beautiful life full of possibility and opportunity we're going to be dead one day. Why not just fucking go for it? Enjoy the ride. Like, like take a chance because as Aggie was just saying, it's like our fulfillment is the thing that we could have if we give it a go. Our satisfaction, our contentment, our peace from like following creativity, following desire, following intuition, following trusting ourselves and giving like things a go that we just want to birth into the world. And to not do that feels like a disservice to myself and the world at the same time, because ultimately these ideas are these messages coming from my higher self out into the world. And that higher self is divine and that's never going to lead the community or the collective astray. You know, it's always going to be in service when it's coming from that place of truth. Um, and yeah, I just think to settle is so unfulfilling, like this idea of settling, um, 
or taking the crumbs of our desire, like taking smaller elements of our desire because we're too scared to go for the bigger element. And I think in order to be able to to go for these things, support and personal growth and personal development work and also um, like coaching and mentors and having expansive people around you that are also doing the same thing are crucial in order to not like get stuck in the sludge of the limiting beliefs of the low self-worth of what it all the stuff we make ourselves make it mean about us, the fear of failure, et cetera, et cetera, being the fear of being yeah. seen. Um a hundred percent. I think some of the best things that I did for myself was invest in myself through coaching. Um, and it just kind of opened my mind to, yeah. I guess, like a lot of the stuff that we're touching on now of like this thought pattern, these feelings happen to a lot of people that are mm. in business, like you're not alone. Um, and just how to begin to work with myself in order to understand that they are just stories, they are just limiting beliefs, they are just riddled in fear. Um, and of course, this is big stuff. Like, this isn't like overnight, we just like cancel out all our fears and <laughs> boom it's like we're invincible but it's these little steps that we can take almost to kind of walk the line towards our desires um and I know you were saying like breadcrumbs and like sometimes we do take those little breadcrumbs and I think maybe if you are super scared even a breadcrumb is okay oh yeah (laughs) to, to begin with um and eventually it might lead to the whole loaf um, and maybe the breadcrumbs are the things that you put out there and you learn so much in the process of unveiling and selling and marketing and launching and creating something, but it doesn't actually go ahead. But my God, the value you learn in creating that smaller desire of the larger one is going to serve that larger desire. Yeah. And bringing it, it to like, fruition. Yeah. I think following those little things can sometimes give you the greater perspective on what your true desires are Mm. and I think at least from my from my own experience I have followed certain paths that have kind of had dead ends so to speak um but those dead ends have made me return back to the center of my true desire Mm. um and so from there I've actually been able to reroute if you will um, in order to find that kind of clearer path, that path of least resistance. Mm. And this happens every day still. Like this is an ongoing process for me. Um, I, previous to this business, had an, another business and I still kind of do a little bit of work here and there for that. Um, but, yeah, I've kind of been doing this business thing for almost eight years on my own Um, And I had that realization recently when I started working for someone and I was like, oh, wow, I've actually been sustaining myself for a really long time. Um, And it actually felt really nice to just go back into a workplace and receive a check for the first time in eight years Um, (laughs) and not be like so stressed about it. Um, So I just want you to like if that is you and like you're kind of thinking about that as well I just want you to know that that is so brave Mm. because I think I didn't allow myself the bravery to do that um for at least two to three years that I probably should have Mm. um 
But now that I have done it, I was like, oh, I was so scared of that because it meant all of these things about me, like being a failure and, you know, not being able to do it on my own and, um, you know, whatever else we conjure up in our minds. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to share that as well because I think sometimes we think that we have to be our sole providers all the time. And I, I'm just here to say that, like, you can have all the – all the avenues available to you. Yeah. You just, I think it's different for everyone. You do what you need at every moment in time. And I think um, creating offerings can feel really terrifying because, and like putting yourself out there can feel like literally like you're putting a part of yourself out there and you're showing it and you're shining a light on it and you're bearing all to the world. And I think, it's like, fuck, if this gets neglected or pushed down or shut down or doesn't get like uh, accepted or I don't know exactly what the word I'm after for, but we get the essence of it. Mm. Um, it we almost take it more personally. And so that's why we, we that's that, that part of like bearing all and then that part of our true, true, true self getting denied feels like so scary and terrifying that we don't actually go there. And so we need to build up this, this inner resourcefulness and to be able to put ourselves out there and shine it. And whichever way it goes with the confidence, the courage and the bravery that whatever way it goes, it doesn't, we are still a whole divine human being. And the thing that really helped me with kind of putting things out there and putting myself out there and putting parts of me out there is just getting a bit of a broader perspective on life. And we can get so tunnel vision and so focused of like, oh my God, this one thing, I'm putting out this one-on-one -on -one mentorship offering, I'm putting out this rest course, I'm putting out this day retreat, whatever the thing is, I'm putting out this mentoring opportunity, I'm putting out this teacher training. And we can get so caught up in like the, the bigness of the terror that it brings up inside of us and showing us that we just don't do it. But then I have to really open my mind and look at the world. And I'm like, this is one tiny small action and one tiny expression that I'm putting out in the world where there is a life happening all around me on the globe, where this is one day in my life. Like on the, when I like really open the, my eyes and I'm like, it's just a fucking offering. Like it's yeah. just your fucking business. It's just a fucking idea. I'm like, Oh, this is easy. One thing, put it out there, done. And it's like the, um, amazing yogi comedian yogi brian he's always reminding us it's just fucking yoga like we can get so caught up in the seriousness of it sometimes and we can get so caught up in the seriousness i think of business sometimes and we just need to take it all away and be like why am i making it so serious laugh at ourselves smile at ourselves smile at our humanness and just like be like mate it's just an offering it's either gonna yeah. work or not it's not it's not that big it's not that big you know That's as, really, as big um, as it feels and that's yeah, what really like helps that. me move forward with it. That's made me think of something that my dad told me many moons ago when mm. I was like sitting my final year 12 exams and I was like a nervous wreck. I was like really stressed out. Like, what is this going to mean about my life? And, you know, I think it's a similar feeling that I've felt when offering things mm. or maybe when I was first offering things, not so much now, but he said something like, you know, this is just a drop in the ocean of your life. And I think that's something that we can kind of present ourselves with it. As you were saying, it's just one thing. It's one and it drop. Is just yeah. like, 
one drop in the ocean of your life mm. um it's not it might cause a little swirl but it's not going to cause like a tsunami no. do you know what i mean and so like if you kind of think about it in that way like and the ocean is just such an ever giving metaphor right um but it is just one drop and i think sometimes we can make it seem like it is the full ocean yeah we need to like open the blinders yeah. and be like oh wait there's a whole ocean here if i make this little yeah. drop no one's actually paying attention because they're all focused on themselves anyway <laughs> yeah, totally that is something i've learned quite like maybe in the last four years like mm. there is so much like focus on ourselves and our own thing that sometimes we're like oh people are like adding all this kind of thought and process on what we're doing and like no one's even like seen the thing yeah. or like noticed that you've pulled the plug or you know not even like yeah I guess like sorry but they haven't noticed is like not a really nice thing to say but they haven't sometimes half the time 100 <laughs> percent they just know yeah. you're just talking about it one day and then you're not talking about it the next day and people move on. Yeah. You're like, cool, new day, new moment. Um, yeah, but I guess like we're uh, for us, like the main thing that we kind of wanted to drum in as well is that like all of these ups and downs, like for me, they're all worth it because yeah. like I just – I just feel so much joy when something clicks, but also when I'm able to share my work, when I'm able to see the idea that I was gifted out in the world, even if no one shows up now, I realize <laughs> that it's like, I still created something. I still like made the art of my expression yeah. by putting it out in the world and following that truth and just showing people like another element of what I can do and maybe they're not ready to commit to that element right now but maybe down the track I'm planting that seed for them you know um and I think that is kind of the beauty of it it's like for me I see my work as art I see it as like a canvas and just like every aspect of what I can do is a connection to my spirit and my soul and I think that's why for the longest time it felt so personal because it is yeah it is um yeah. and now I'm just like well the only person that really needs to love the expression is me um and understand it you know so I'm currently trying to convince myself of this around my book <laughs> mm. yeah yeah I think as well you know currently in a writer's book moment <laughs> but um yeah it's it's evolving <laughs> um yeah and it's like there's a word that I remember my coach saying this year like it's a, all a compounding effect it builds and it builds people see people see it and just builds and builds and builds and I I um I'm aware of so many amazing entrepreneurs and businesses work in the world and in the local community that I think is fucking awesome, but I have never bought from them, but I would recommend them, you know, but yes. I admire what they're doing and it doesn't, it doesn't always like, it takes a long time for someone to sometimes buy from us and other times it takes three seconds, you know, it's just the, it just depends on where that person is at and their point in life. And um, yeah, I just think it's, 
I'm just saying that it's sometimes people are part of your community and part of your work and admire it and adore it, but they're, they're not necessarily the one that is going to yeah. put actual money down into a, a thing, but they're still yeah. love what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think sometimes, you know, I think this is maybe the social media effect um, of, you know, oh, I've only got 800 followers, 800 followers. Imagine 800 people in a room. That would be massive. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be overwhelmed. Yeah, that's a bit too many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like 800 people have chosen to be in my, you know, tribe or community um, and I need to honour each and every one of them. Mm. Um, and some days I will get a sale from one of them and other days I will get a like or other days I'll just get a scroll or, you mm. know, this is social media context. But it all counts um, and it's all 800 people, like human beings, living, breathing, consuming, um, exploring. And, yeah, I think sometimes you know, social media, we, we get lost a little bit in that perspective of numbers and, um, you know, the follow through and whatever, um, less, less now for me, but, um, yeah, I think it's a, just a good reminder that the numbers matter in the way that like even three people is three people. Do yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I, um, yeah. wanted to circle back to something you said as well about your book and your self-expression and, putting something out there and the only person that needs to be fulfilled by it is you at the end of the day. Like if you feel good about it, if you feel excited about it, if you feel like it's, you know, served something within you, I think, it's, and you're excited about it. That's the only thing that matters. Like if we start going out there thinking, what do other people want? We're, we're kind of, um, muddying the waters it's like come back to that truth, that intuition, that idea, that desire that's coming from that higher place and is like speaking from the inside of you out wanting to be created and birthed into the world and just like devote yourself to that and devote yourself to what feels the most exciting way for you to do it and what feels like the biggest desire for you and as soon as we start to look outside of ourselves when creating offerings or programs or um ways for people to work or connect with us we like that um almost like channel or that thread gets a little bit the message gets a little bit muddied and it's not yeah, about it anyone else. Down. It gets watered down. It's not about what anyone else wants. It's about what you want because ultimately if you're excited about it, if you're passionate about it, if it's a true expression of you, people will feel that resonance and that is what will attract them to it. And at the end of the day, if you're creating for someone else and you're creating thinking about what does everyone else want, like, is that fulfilling? Are you going to feel fulfilled? Am I going to feel fulfilled creating from that, like – um place I don't think so no. yeah I think if you're trying to fulfill everyone you end up fulfilling no one yeah. especially yourself yeah like you really let yourself down um I also had um as you were speaking I kind of thought of something that I want to share as well just around creative ideas and um I mean I've struggled with this a little bit and it might just help someone mm. out there who's yeah, sure. listening um just around like having so many ideas mm. like sometimes I'm I'm the kind of person that will have a new idea every day 
Um, and, you know, some might call that a blessing and others like myself will call it a curse. Because then you're like, which it, idea do I run with? Yeah, yeah. which one is most desirable um, if we're talking about like leading with desire, right? Um, and what I've found is that sometimes these ideas come through and they're almost like this little distraction to what I've already kind of committed to, mm. um, but I'll still write it down. So I have the perfect example of that. Like I had an idea about a year ago um, and I just literally launched it a few hours ago um, and it feels like it's the right time now, but when it came through, it was like going to be rushed mm. and I really needed to let the idea breathe and know that that was there in my toolkit. And I think um, sometimes as entrepreneurs, at least for myself, I have felt like I've been in a rush to get things out there or to, you know, fill up the space or to be like, oh, what's my next thing? Um, and I'm just here to say that you can just be doing one thing for five years. And if that works, that's great. But if you're like me, who gets an idea every other day, just write them down in the back of your book. And when you don't have the ideas, because there are days that you're just like, okay, what, what's coming next? Then you have this like bounty of ideas. And sometimes you'll look back and be like, what the hell was that? I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> but other times, you, and one will jump out and be like, Oh, of course, like that one was really exciting to me and like that desire will spring forth from the page. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just like a little, you know, side note, but something that I've found myself with, like when I'm in the middle of a project, I'll often get like distracted by another idea. <laughs> I like that yeah. because, yeah, I do think writing them down, I'm more of a write it in my phone notes person because we always have our phone on us. So you can just like boom, the ideas there, put it in your notes. Yeah. But I do think that's nice because then when you're like, oh, what are some of those other ideas I've had? You just go look back and something springs forth. Um, gosh, there was something I was going to say. Um, I think ultimately um, there's a kind of theory about desire that my um, – coach kind of taught me which I really resonate with so I just want to share and it might resonate with you guys and it's this sense that like the desire or the idea like comes from God comes from that higher source and anything that God puts inside of us as something that we want is going to serve the collective is going to serve the world like and so us fully being like almost absorbed in that desire or that idea that comes from us and no one else and ourself putting, serving that and putting that out there fully from what excites us and what is our full desire is ultimately going to serve the full world and the whole earth because God is only going to give us this desire that is going to serve the collective and us being the most lit up expression of ourselves is going to serve everyone else. Um, and I think that is just a really, I don't know. I love that kind of concept because it just Absolutely. really um, fortifies the trust in the ideas that we have coming through and the yeah. creative ideas we have coming through. I think it kind of reminds me about like what we touched on in our intuition chat a little bit about how ideas come down, you know, mm. like we really need to kind of settle into them um, from top down. Um, and before we jumped on, I 
just wanted to touch on rest again <laughs> because we kind of said that rest is like our tool as well for our business and I think it is that kind of um for me the the thing that allows me to we we were kind of talking about how being in business requires grit and then the word grind came up as well and I do think there is an element of grind but rest is kind of the counterculture to that as you said mm. um and for me rest has been like the biggest source to this creativity but also to like I find it's like a really beautiful tool when I have certain doubts about um something I'm creating it allows me just to hear or see like the essence of the idea again yeah um, it just shows me the like the pure, like undisturbed idea for what it is, rather than all the things that I've kind of attached to it. Um, and I think for me, rest has kind of been like that. Well, we we spoke about this in the rest episode as well about like how it cleans the slate, and yeah. I think that is a really beautiful way of honoring what is coming up for you within business as well in order to just be like okay that thing is coming up again and now rest is going to kind of almost wash it away yeah it's <laughs> almost like there's the purity of the idea or the purity of the desire and where have we tarnished it and rest allows us to kind of polish away all this all the dirt that we have tarnished the desire with yeah. and i 100 percent get that experience i also think as well like entrepreneurship business ownership takes grit bravery courage vulnerability determination like a conviction to and a devotion um, and dedication to to you know living a life that is fulfilling and bringing to life the creative ideas and the art that you have wanting to come out in the world and yeah it's not it's a it's a path for the brave it's a path for the um courageous and with all of that grit and courage and vulnerability that is required we do need the balm of rest to kind of regulate and balance us um, and bring us back to softness and heart and just this state of beingness we all yes. need more beingness and I was saying to Aggie before we began that I think every episode we're always going to bring up rest because to me um, and I know Aggie agrees with this like rest is the medicine of our modern times like rest is the 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 collective healing that the world and humanity need right now and the more of us that begin to do that the more that effect will ripple out and ripple out and ripple out and i truly believe that to to be an entrepreneur we need to have those states of coming back to ourselves and stripping every way everything away and being in that state of beingness to just yeah function i think it's like yeah. it's like it's that tool that helps you decide as well like mm you have those big decisions or when you are kind of setting the parameters for yourself in a new endeavor or signing a contract or whatever it is that you know your entrepreneurship entails I think it's just like this moment to collect yourself and show up as completely you yeah. not with the thoughts of other people not with the thoughts of oh I should do this or I should do that it's just like your true essence shows up to your business um and that for me is how I think both of us are able to 
creates so much. I yeah. think it's like how we are able to not only sustain um, our work and our community, but it is also how we, yeah, we continuously show up to creating within our business, like, and showing up for that part of yeah, it's not and, just the community that we hold. It's literally modeling what, you know, it's like we speak about resting so much, but we do it and we model it, you know, it's like, it's just, it's not all talk. It's yeah. practice what we preach. Um, yeah. And I just think as well, um, you know, in the challenge and the struggle and the disappointment that comes with business is the 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 joy that you're saying and the fulfillment. And I think the, the fulfillment that comes from claiming our desires feeds our health on all levels. Like there's parts of us that almost like feel can start to die inside when we're not tending to our creativity and listening to our desires and claiming them and honoring them and honing them. And like, God, this is an ongoing process in my life. And like, you're always catching yourself in new ways where you're kind of ignoring things that you want or hiding from things that you truly desire. But like when we claim them, but the vitality that we have and the health that it creates in us is, I think they come hand in hand in many ways, you know, because it lights us up from the inside out. It feeds us. Yeah, I think um, just to kind of counter that a little bit, I think I personally found myself in a cycle where I was needing that to feed me a little mm. bit too much. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I obviously noticed that for myself and did a lot of my own personal work with that. But I think there is that other side of the coin to entrepreneurship where you kind of like get a bit addicted to the to quote unquote success or to the hustle or to the um the reward of people seeing you in a certain mm. way um and I think that is like something that I've personally had to go through but I'm sure other people have experienced it as well um and so just like for me what that looked like in terms of stepping away from that was just like I took a whole month of social media I um rerouted where I share most of my work onto Substack the longer form this podcast um just really getting clear for me on what is my true desire and I think that's kind of what I was saying where it was like certain points were bringing me to dead ends Mm. and then I had to reroute. And so that was kind of my rerouting um, and just noticing, okay, this feels like a lot more less like ego frenzy now. And like, I'm still doing the things that I want, but there's not as much like potency on the, the, the need for that satisfaction or like the, the words of, affirmation all the time the valid validation from the validation yes external yeah Yeah. we we need to validate ourselves and i I, yeah i think that was um really insightful um sharing there that yeah yeah i think that's really nice and helpful and yeah but it's it's good to know like that both sides of the coin exist like and there is that kind of i mean happy middle is different for everyone right like um but for me at least it just meant like 
knowing that the desire for me was in sharing my work more vulnerably um and i don't think i was doing that for a really long time it felt a bit more salesy um and yeah i just rerouted and um that took courage as you said um it took grit it took a lot of internal work and a lot of introspection a lot of crying on the floor um a lot of resting there's a lot of crying there's a lot of like <laughs> exasperated rage sharing like yeah. venting venting is the word i was yeah. after yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think like with the subject that we started with was what it really takes in business and entrepreneurship. And I think this is a, a slice of the pie, really. It is a slice <laughs> of the business pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's um there's plenty more, I'm sure, um, that it takes. But I feel like I've said everything that is on my mind right now that is dropping in for me. Yeah, I think that feels like a nice place to end. We'll talk more next year. So have a really nice Chrissy, everyone, if you celebrate Christmas or have a nice holiday break, winter, summer, wherever you are. Enjoy the new year and we'll be back then. I just want to let you all know I am running a end of year rest ceremony. When you hear this, it will be on Thursday. So um, if you want to come along to that, it's on the 20 Thursday, the 22nd of December. It's going to be online and it's going to be a, like a yoga nap and a end of year ritual ceremony. So if that sounds like the medicine you need. Yeah. Um, if that sounds like the kind of marker um, to end the year that you need, please come along. There will be a recording. It's online. So wherever you are in the world, um, you can join. Yeah, awesome. And um, I kind of alluded to it, but I just dropped today. So when you listen, um, it will still be out, but it is an in-person offering um, out of my space in South Wentworthville. Um, it's called The Joy of Yin. It's going to be a three-week immersion, 90 minutes, and it's going to be all about the heart space. And I just feel like it's the perfect way to start the year with this kind of heart summer vibe um really honoring the intentions desires similar to what we've been talking about today um so a bit of room for journaling um all of that's on my website or instagram both agatha carmen um that is all yeah. wrapping up for the year wrapping up um actually you can book that at my website tanyav.com.au if you're looking for oh, yeah. that event and also i'm taking a summer hiatus of instagram so if you want to stay in touch with my work subscribe to my newsletter via the link in the ig bio tanya v or on my website yay okay all of the things um just a quick note to say thank you for those who have been listening as well um this has just been like such a sweet time to come together with my dear friend and yeah just share what's been on our mind recently um so we really love you and thank you for listening um we've gotten some really sweet messages from our listeners so yeah just thanks for for being in your ears and just giving us the time yeah thank you so much sending everyone so much love and talk next year bye bye, bye. bye.